Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jay, and this is the Rewatch Podcast. I watch movies all the time. Then I like to rewatch them, and sometimes I'll even watch them again. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad or just downright terrible. I'm going to watch them and then tell you all about them. And sometimes I'll have special guests join me. This is the Rewatch Podcast. Welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I am Jay Thomas, and it is the end of the year, which means we are going to talk about every single movie that I saw in 2022 that was a 2022 release. Now, there's some I didn't see. I didn't see Elvis. I've been meaning to see it. It's been on HBO Max forever. I promised my mom I'd watch it with her because she's a big Elvis fan, and but she doesn't watch a lot of movies, and it's almost three hours long. It's a little bit of work to watch that movie. Uh, I will at some point. I didn't see the menu, which I really wanted to see. I thought that looked good. I still don't know a ton of, about what it's about. I've just heard it's really, really great, and the trailer had me interested, and then I quit watching it after 30 seconds. Um, I didn't see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, there's a couple others that I didn't see that I really wanted to see this year. Just didn't get around to it. But here we go. Here are the movies that I watched this year. Scream 5. Didn't really care for it. I've tried to rewatch it many times. I have rewatched it many times. Still don't like it that much. I don't like the last third of the movie. Kind of ruins it for me. Uh, a lot of people love it. Not for me. It's my least favorite Scream movie. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the latest one that's on Netflix, uh, didn't really care for it. I thought it was really stupid, and it's got some good gore and kills, and the, the scene on the bus is uh, very fun. Otherwise, you could skip this movie. It's not very good. One of my favorite movies of the year was The Batman. Robert Pattinson as Batman I thought was very, very good. It has a much more comic book feel to it as far as what we've seen Batman do in the comics. I like what it did in the movie, and I look forward to seeing where they go from there. I think they could go anywhere. After Yang, starring Colin Farrell, it was an independent movie that feels like a Black Mirror episode. It's very, very good. I liked it a lot. It's about his family who loses a member of the family who just happens to be artificial intelligence, and you learn about that character, um, and it is uh, very unique. I liked it. Kind of a slow burn, but I enjoyed it. Jackass Forever. I will never not like a Jackass movie. They're fun and ridiculous and insane. Death on the Nile is a mystery movie, a whodunit. There's a lot of those that came out this year. This has had a big cast. I didn't really care for it. I wanted to like it because I like a lot of the people that are in it. Uh, Army Hammer was in it. He's kind of a big part. And it came out right after we found out a lot of really weird, dark things about the dude. Kind of ruined it for me. Tony Hawk, Until the Wheels Fall Off, the documentary that's on HBO Max. Highly recommend it. Check it out. If you like Tony Hawk at all and you haven't watched this yet, Make it a priority. It's very, very good. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I thought this was a very creative movie. I loved it. One of my favorite movies of the year. There's a whole podcast on this that you can check out um, from months ago. Doctor Strange 2. I liked it then. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was kind of a missed opportunity. And then I've watched some of it since it's been on Disney+. Plus. My wife watched it, and I watched a chunk of it with her. And uh, I liked it even less. So I think I, I don't know that I can recommend this one. Which makes me sad. The Lost City, starring Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing Tatum. It's a fun adventure movie. It's not great. It's not bad. But it will pass the time. It's a fun matinee movie. You can watch it on Paramount+. Plus, and there should have been a whole podcast about it. Sean and I were going to do one. And it just never happened. It wasn't a huge loss. Uh, one of the bigger surprises of the year, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the uh, half-animated, half-live-action movie uh, with Andy Samberg and John Mulaney as Chippendale. It's basically like an updated Roger Rabbit, and I was for it, man. I wasn't even a big Rescue Rangers fan. I thought this movie was super fun and hilarious, and the recurring Sonic the Hedgehog joke that's in it is amazing. I have watched those clips over and over again. 
Highly recommend Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Top Gun Maverick, easily one of my favorite movies of the year. It was such a cool experience. First time I've ever been in an IMAX before for a movie that as we've waited for since the pandemic and the release date kept getting moved to finally watch it and have it be as good as it was when I don't think it had any business being as good as it was. Loved Top Gun Maverick. I believe there's a podcast. I have a podcast on it. You can listen to my my full thoughts, but it was uh, it was a blast. Easily one of my favorite movies of the year. Sonic 2. I'm amazed at how much I like this franchise. Jim Carrey, a little bit more over the top, a little bit more unhinged, but not too much. Like, I feel like we're getting close to being a little too much, but these movies are a lot of fun. I enjoy Sonic 2. Uh, I I thought it was a lot of fun, and I believe it's on Paramount Plus right now. X. X is a horror movie that's a lot like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Ty West made it, starring Mia Goth, and there's a prequel, Pearl, which I'll talk about later. I thought X was okay. I didn't love it. Uh, I thought if you take it as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, it was one of the better movies that that franchise has, even though it doesn't involve Leatherface whatsoever. Although you could argue that it does with the older people uh, and the heavy makeup that they have on that I thought was very silly and reminded me of uh, Winona Ryder from Edward Scissorhands. Kind of took me out of the movie. Uh, but I, I thought it was fine. It was an okay movie. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Man, I liked it in the beginning. I liked it when it was a lot like the first game. And then once it takes a turn, it is not very good. Jurassic World Dominion might be my biggest letdown of the year. Uh, a movie that should have been great. Had the original cast from Jurassic Park mixed with the Jurassic World people. And it is just a missed opportunity everywhere you look at it. It is very dumb. All the Jurassic World movies to me I thought have been very dumb and this one was even dumber and I don't know how that was possible. Mad God, a movie created by Phil Tippett who's a stop motion animator who's been doing stuff since Star Wars and just an amazing artist. Uh, the movie, it's it's really neat to look at. It is so creative and so weird and bizarre. I don't know that I really liked the movie aspect of it, but just the work that was put into it, you can see every second of it on the screen, and it was amazing. And you can watch that on Shutter. But just a fair warning, it is super weird. Like, I don't understand the movie at all, but I respect it. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. I liked watching it. I love that 2022 was the year that Beavis and Butthead returned with a movie and then a follow-up series. Uh, I loved the series. I really enjoyed the movie as I was watching it, but to be completely honest, I remember very little from it, so I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it was fun while I watched it. It's on Paramount+. Plus. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the Nicolas Cage movie where he plays himself. Uh, Pedro Pascal also in it. The two had amazing chemistry together. Highly recommend uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Thor Love and Thunder did a couple podcasts on this one. Uh, it's it's a fine Thor movie. It's not my favorite. That's still Thor Ragnarok. I do think they need a new creative direction for Thor. I think this one is very close to being a Schumacher Batman movie, but it's not. It it, it has some restraint, but it's uh, it's definitely not the best Thor movie. Speaking of middle of the road, Ambulance, the latest movie from Michael Bay. It's not terrible. But it's not great either. It, it's just an average movie that kind of reminded me of Speed. And it made me want to shut it off and just watch Speed. The Princess, I again, I talk about this in a different podcast. Uh, it's a fun action movie. Joey King stars as a prin- princess that is trying to get down a tower or up a tower. I can't remember which. And there's bad guys all over and she has to mow them down with a sword or martial arts that she knows. A lot of martial arts in action movies these days. And I'm not opposed to it. Uh, it's fun. It's an enjoyable movie. It was on Hulu. It's not great, but it's a it's it's such a good time. Watch it. The Bob's Burgers movie also came out this year, and to be honest, I forgot that it did. 
I enjoyed it when I watched it. I liked it at the time. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember it being like a really long episode. Studio 666, it's the Foo Fighters horror movie. It was fun. It was enjoyable. I'll probably watch it around Halloween. I bought it after I saw it. Uh, I haven't watched it since, but I did enjoy it. It's just it, it feels like a movie that friends made together because it really was. So if you're a fan of the Foo Fighters, check it out. It's very enjoyable. Uh, nope, Jordan Peele's latest movie. I can see why people didn't like it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I have a whole podcast on it uh, that you can listen to, but definitely check out Nope. It is one of my favorite movies of the year. The Gray Man, starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. It's a Netflix action movie. If you've seen them, you know exactly what I mean by that. It's okay when you're watching it. It has some fun stuff, but I don't really remember much of it. They're very forgettable movies, which is disappointing because I like both of those actors, and they both bring what they bring. Uh, Chris Evans seems like he was having a blast being a bad guy. He was a fun bad guy, if I remember right. I just don't remember a ton about it. Prey, the latest from the Predator franchise. I've said I have a whole podcast on the Predator movies. I don't really like the franchise that much. I really just like the first movie. I think Predator 2 is okay. The rest are just kind of middle of the road to bad. Uh, Prey, however, is very, very good. It's on Hulu. It's I've watched it multiple times. Highly recommend Prey. Uncharted is a movie that I forgot even came out this year, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. I liked it at the time. I remember thinking, hey, this is fun. I'm going to play the games now. D- never played the game. And I totally forgot the movie existed. So I guess I can't really recommend it. Day Shift. The vampire movie with Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco. It was done by the people that, the like the stunt people that made John Wick. A lot of John Wick action. You can tell the movie's made by stuntmen because it's a lot of over-the-top crazy fighting. But it got really tiring after a while, and I, I don't really care for the movie. It was sort of like John Wick with vampires. Like, that sounds fun, but it wasn't fun. Orphan First Kill. I have a whole podcast on this movie. It's bananas. It's bad crazy that they want you to believe that this person is a child. Uh, But if they keep making prequels, I'm for it. And they keep using the same actress, go for it, man. It's it's insane. It's a weird, weird movie. That's all I can really say. The Northmen. It was a revenge movie, kind of like Conan the Barbarian, but with Vikings. I, it, I didn't like it that much. I thought it was okay. It seemed like a very average revenge movie. I'd heard all these great things about it. Um, I didn't think it was that great. I thought it was fine. It looks very cold in the movie. So if they wanted you to feel cold, I felt cold. Samaritan is a superhero movie with Sylvester Stallone. I didn't care for it. They try to bank on this twist in the movie that you can see coming 50 miles away. It is so obvious. And other than that, it's just felt like an early 90s superhero movie. And if you know anything about those, it's not great. Confess Fletch, starring John Hamm. It was the reboot of the Fletch, Fletch series. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun mystery movie. It got me to read the books, and I really love those. But I do enjoy uh, Confess Fletch and recommend it. BJ Novak's directorial debut, Vengeance. Uh, it's a podcast I did with uh, Confess Fletch. I did them as a double feature. Didn't mean to. Just happened to watch them both in the same day. And they're both fun mystery movies. They're bo- both fun uh, murder mysteries. Definitely check them out. Uh, the Adam Project. Again, a Netflix action movie. This one with Ryan Reynolds reteams up with his younger self in a kind of a sci-fi... Uh, timey-wimey action movie. Uh, it's okay. I I liked it at the time. I thought it was actually better than I was expecting. But again, I'm a couple of months away from it. I don't remember anything about it. The Monsters. Rob Zombie's The Monsters. A movie I, I waited for and I hoped would be great. I wanted it to be so, so good. And it was as bad as the first trailer looked. 
I don't entirely get where he was going with some of it. And I, I man, it's a movie I want to love so much. Probably one of the worst movies I saw this year, which is a bummer. Hocus Pocus 2 came out the same weekend. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. Long-awaited sequel to the original Hocus Pocus. I wish the original actors would have been more involved at, like, at all, other than the witches. Um, I think if they go further, it'd be kind of nice if they would come back. I think they could do a sequel. I think they could continue the series, uh, maybe end it with a third one, and it'd be fine. Uh, they don't have to. I liked some of the new people. I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. Emily the Criminal, it, I talk about this in a other podcast. Aubrey Plaza, Dio Rossi, I thought this movie was intense. A really, really good action thriller. Um, check it out. It is very, very good. Hellraiser, the new, the reboot of Hellraiser on Hulu. It's a new take on Hellraiser. It's not the same as the original. Got a lady Hellraiser this time. Um, I thought it was fine. I don't really care for the Hell- Hellraiser franchise. At times, the movie felt very uh, straight-to-video, kind of. Straight-to-streaming, I guess is what you'd say now. It didn't quite get as gory or bloody as I had hoped. And when it did, it was just kind of like, this probably could have been PG-13. Halloween ends. I have tried to force-feed this movie on myself, much like I did with Scream. And both movies, I don't like. I tried. I tried very, very hard. I, I don't like Halloween ends. I wanted Halloween ends to make me like the last three movies, and it just didn't happen. Clerks 3. Uh, is it the last Clerks movie? Probably. Um, I liked it. I didn't think it was as funny as I had hoped. But I, again, sort of like when I, when I talked about uh, Black Panther, like when it gets to sort of the heart of the story and sort of serious side, I thought it was really, really good. And I, I was I thought it was really touching at times. Kind of there's parts that I reminded me of things that have happened to me in the past. And so I, I connected to it on that level. Um, I didn't think it was as funny as, as the previous two movies, though. In fact, the humor wasn't nearly my favorite part about the movie, which is too bad because it is technically a comedy. Uh, Black Adam. I got a whole podcast on Black Adam. Uh, it was a movie that was supposed to kind of restart the DCU again, uh, this time with Dwayne Johnson at the helm. It, it brought back Henry Cavill. It introduced the Justice Society uh, featuring Hawkman and uh, Dr. Fate, two characters I really liked. I liked some stuff. I liked the action. I liked when Bla- Black Adam was fighting with everybody. Is it bad enough to restart the entire DC universe? I don't think it's that bad, but I have bought it and tried to rewatch it, and I've only got halfway through. Fall, the movie where the girls are stuck in a tower. I think if you are afraid of heights, this movie is very, very scary. I'm not scared of heights. Not really. Um, I thought the characters do some pretty stupid things in it and make some weird decisions, but I did enjoy the movie. I, I thought for what it was, it was fun. Pearl, the prequel to X. I love this movie. I've watched it twice, and I liked it even better the second time. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. If you haven't seen Pearl, check it out. You don't need to see X first. I love everything about it. I love the music. I love the acting. I love the colors. It's filmed in such a cool way. Uh, Mia Goth is amazing in it. Watch Pearl. Barbarian, a big movie that people were, were making a big deal of. A lot of really good horror movies came out this year, and a lot of movies that I think were a little overhyped. Barbarian wasn't one of them. I didn't know what to expect with Barbarian. I think it's very tense in the beginning. I did. My friend Kurt didn't like it. Uh, he had the exact opposite reaction in the beginning that I did. Um, and as the movie goes on, it gets weirder and weirder. And if you, it, the less you know about this movie, the better. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun movie. Really strange movie. But it's a it's a fun ride for sure. Uh, Bros, the romantic comedy with Billy Eigner. All G- LGBTQ plus characters and actors and creators behind it. Um, it it was a, a fun, different take on the romantic comedy. Uh, having said that, it is just 
every romantic comedy you've ever seen. Terrifier 2 is a movie I was extremely shocked about this year, not because I'm like, oh my god, what am I looking at? I'm going to throw up. I just thought it was better than the first movie, and I wasn't expecting that. However, it is way too long. I don't think the story entirely works. doesn't make a lot of sense at times, but Art the Clown is very fun to watch. I really enjoyed the lead actress. I thought she was very, very good in it, and um, I don't know if I need to see any more. Probably am going to. This movie made a buttload of money for being made for very little, um, but it did make me like Art the Clown, and I did think the gore effects, the practical effects were very, very good in this, and pretty disgusting. Weird, the Al Yankovic story, easily one of the funniest movies I've, I've seen this year and in a, for a long time. Daniel Radcliffe is hilarious in this. Um, it's it's Weird Al's version of a uh, biopic about an artist, and in, in this case, it's him. Uh, only There's only parts of it, very little of it is true about his life. It's a very insane look at him. It's a parody of those movies, and it's a parody of his life, and I loved it. The only thing I didn't like is that it was on Roku TV, and there are commercials. But the second I can actually own this movie and watch it without commercials, it's going to be one that I will watch for a long time. As spoofs go, as parodies go, this is one of the best ones. I loved it. See How They Run uh, is a fun movie. It's a fun whodunit uh, that you can watch on HBO Max starring Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan. I think Sam Rockwell is all I really have to say on this one. Uh, he's good in every single thing that he does. Uh, it, it is a fun movie. It's a fun movie about a murder that takes place during a play about murder. Um, and it's silly and fun, and there's a lot of these kind of whodunits that came out this year. Uh, this is probably my favorite one out of all of them. Aqua Teen Forever, Plantasm. It's an Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. Uh, it, it is what it is. I enjoyed it. I bought it. I don't know that I needed to buy it. I probably could have waited until it was streaming on something, but I just wanted to see a new Aqua Teen, and it gave me what I wanted. Plus, I think it's probably better than the original movie. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I did originally record two podcasts for this. Only one came out. The second one had audio problems. That was a spoiler. Uh, when it gets down to the main story, the heart of the movie that involves T'Challa and the who's going to be the next Black Panther and his family, I thought all of that was really good. And all the scenes about grief and overcoming it and all that I thought were fantastic. Black Phone, I've talked about previously. I thought it was okay. It was an okay horror movie. Smiles the same way. Had some really good jump scares. It is fun in that case. If you like jump scares, this is one that actually does jump scares well, and it doesn't feel cheap. There's was, there was a couple cheap ones. Um, it, it handles like darkness really well, um, and, but I thought it was it was a lot like of other horror movies I'd already seen. It reminded me a lot of It Follows and Drag Me to Hell and a couple other ones, and even a little bit like another movie that came out earlier in the year, which I don't want to say because I feel like it spoils stuff. But uh, Black Phone and Smile, they're okay. They're, they're definitely passable. A Christmas Story Christmas for a sequel that never needed to be made, continuing with most of the original cast, at least the kids anyway. Uh, it was fun to see them all as adults, and I enjoyed that. I got kind of wrapped up in it considering it was just about Christmas time. Uh, it was okay. It was a fine follow-up to A Christmas Story. When you've seen how many sequels that have come out for uh, the Christmas Story characters of Ralphie, there's a lot of movies about Ralphie. This is probably the best one. But did it need to be made? No, not really. The Banshees of Inishirin. If I would have seen this earlier, I would have done a whole podcast on it. I just recently saw it when it dropped on HBO Max, and I've watched it twice. I love this movie. In fact, I think The Banshees of Inishirin, probably my favorite movie of the year. I loved it. It's a dark comedy uh, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson um, from In Bruges. Martin McDonough has made this one. He wrote it and directed it, just like In Bruges. It's so good. It's a, it's about these two friends that, out of nowhere, one of them just abruptly decides to end the friendship. He doesn't want to be friends with the other one anymore, and it's kind of coming to grips with it. And it takes some very twisted 
dark turns here and there, uh, but it is very funny at times. It's very dramatic at times. It's kind of a little bit of everything, and it is a, a wonderful movie. I love everything in it. Uh, I do want to also mention Carrie Condon in it. She's very, very good. She plays uh, Colin Farrell's sister. Um, I loved this movie. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, definitely watch this. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. There's a lot of Pinocchio movies that came out this year. Uh, I didn't see the Tom Hanks one on Disney+, Plus, but I did watch Guillermo del Toro's because I watch everything that he makes because he is an amazing creator and director and storyteller, and this is a Pinocchio like you've never seen before. It is uh, much darker than I was expecting. I don't know this is necessarily a kid's Pinocchio story. It deals a lot with Nazis and fascism, and uh, it is a very sad movie at times, but it is a very creative take on Pinocchio that I liked a lot. Don't worry, darling. I cannot recommend this movie at all. I This is a movie I was looking forward to. I really love Florence Pugh. I like a lot of the actors that are in this movie. I remember thinking it looked like a weird Twilight Zone, Black Mirror kind of movie, and I think it kind of is, but a very bad version. Anything that's interesting in the movie, they never get into at all. Like, the cool stuff is ignored, and it just it's very surface-level stuff that is just not... It was not good, and it's very disappointing. I heard that before I watched it, and I kind of ignored it. I was like, well, maybe I'll still like it. Maybe it's got something. You kind of have an idea of what's going on early on, but you hope that there's an interesting reason for everything, and there's really not. I mean, there's interesting stuff in the movie, but none of it's explored. None of the cool stuff is explored. Uh, Violent Night, I just have a podcast about this just last week. Uh, It's great. I loved it. One of my favorite movies of the year. David Harbour as Santa murdering bad guys. It's just chef's kiss. It was great. Uh, And then the movies I kind of rushed to see before the end of the year. Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt on Netflix. Didn't like it as much as I'd hoped I would. It had its moments. You know, it it really felt like a a Guy Ritchie movie, but not a good Guy Ritchie movie. Like, it, it seemed like it wanted to be those. Brad Pitt, I thought, was really good in it, though. So if you like Brad Pitt, he does a good performance. Bad Bunny's in it, and I don't know a ton about Bad Bunny other than he's wrestled a few times, and he's shockingly really good at it, but that dude has charisma because every time he was on the screen, I was interested in what he was doing, and I wanted more of his character, and he's not in it nearly enough, and that was really disappointing. Speaking of disappointing, people are going to be mad about this, I think, because I know a lot of people that really love this movie. I did not care for The Glass Onion. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it nearly as much as I had hoped. And I sort of had that initial feeling with Knives Out, which I ended up liking Knives Out more the second time I watched it. So maybe with a rewatch, I will like Glass Onion more. Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie that came out on Netflix, where he plays a sports agent who finds a guy in Spain that could be his ticket, you know, back to, you know, the glory days. Um, I really liked this movie a lot. I thought it it wasn't um, the movie I really kind of thought it was going to be. I thought Adam Sandler put in a really, really good dramatic performance. He could also be funny when he wanted to. I really, uh, I liked it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really good. There's things that happened in the movie I wasn't expecting, and then things that I thought would happen kind of do, but in a different way. So I, I was really invested in the movie. I thought it was very, very good. And then the last movie that I saw this year uh, was The Fablemans, Steven Spielberg's new movie about his life, about him growing up. This is a, a basically a biopic of Steven Spielberg. It's slightly fictionalized. I mean, he changed everybody's name, but it is the story of his life. And I thought that it was uh, very well acted. Um, Michelle Williams and Paul Dano play his parents. And uh, for the most part, I thought they did a really good job. But both of them at times have tendencies to go very, very big. And uh, when they do, 
in this, I did kind of laugh. And I'm not supposed to, especially in those scenes. But sometimes they just went a little too big that I, I couldn't help myself. Paul Dano, I think, has a he sort of does that from time to time. Like, even when he was the Riddler, I really liked him in that. I, for the most part, I really like Paul Dano and just about everything. At the interrogation scene with Batman, there's a couple times where he goes really big. And I think it is too big. And he kind of does it in the other scene uh, where he's talking to the other inmate, which I believe is Joker. And I was like, wow, he's really... This is almost not good. He's so big. And there's a there's a moment in Fablements where that happens. Uh, but for the most part, I thought it was a very well-made movie. Obviously, it's Steven Spielberg. Um, it doesn't get too... Like, he doesn't... He doesn't make his life seem super, like, precious. You know what I mean? Like, the stuff that he goes through with his parents and their divorce, uh, I thought was really intriguing, and I couldn't believe it was real, and I've looked it up, and it, it did really happen this way. And it was it was very interesting, the stuff with his, his family I really liked. The second half of the movie is very rushed. Like, I feel like he's really trying to cram in a bunch of his high school life, and sometimes I don't think it all kind of goes together. Like, I feel like he spends so much time with his family in the beginning of him, like, growing up and then him dealing with the divorce angle. And then when that finally happens and it's just him in high school, like, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot that gets crammed in and it's a two and a half hour movie and it really starts to feel that way. Uh, but there's some scenes I really, really liked. I liked the the little kid version of him where he goes to the movie for the first time and you could just see the way he is captivated by the movies. And I'm like, I've been there. I mean, I think anybody that loves movies you're going to find something pretty awesome in this. Um, but again, it is a little long. I don't know if the second half is as good as the first. Um, the last scene of the movie I loved, uh, it, it's where Sammy's character, who's Steven Spielberg, um, meets a director that he's very fond of. And it's a real, it's a true story. Uh, I've heard Steven Spielberg tell it. Uh, but the actor they got to play the director it was just great. I absolutely loved it. Uh, the last scene is really good. It left an impression on me that I liked the movie probably more than I actually did, but I recommend The Fablemans. So there you go. Man, that was a, there was a lot of movies that I saw in 2022. I didn't I didn't watch Amsterdam. That was another one that I, I wanted to see that I didn't get a chance to. I didn't see, is it The Woman King? Is that what it's called? I, there's a couple movies I just, I didn't get around to seeing that I wanted to, but those were those were my, the movies that I watched. Uh, I like, I don't like to do best ofs or my least favorite lists. I just, I don't think those are, really all that productive. I used to all the time, but now it's just like, these are the movies I watched. I like some of them. I didn't like others. I think my favorite movie was, uh, it's really close. I really loved Pearl. I really liked Top Gun, but I think The Banshee's Vinish Sheeran was easily my favorite. Um, I think the biggest disappointment was Jurassic World, Dominion, uh, Halloween Ends was also a disappointment, but I didn't really like that trilogy to begin with, so it's not the biggest loss. And The Monsters was just bafflingly bad. I do know somebody that does like it, and I wanted to. God, I wanted to like it so much, but it just didn't happen. But overall, I really liked the movies of 2022. I think they were good, and I, I hope that they get even better next year. But if you've learned anything from listening to this podcast, is go watch The Banshees of Anna Sheeran. It's great. And have a happy new year. The Rewatch Podcast is an Alpha Media production.